sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the greatest challenges to the idea that God exists, um, that Christianity, Catholicism is true, uh, is the problem of pain and suffering. Why does God allow, if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, and all-good, uh, why does he allow pain and suffering to exist? But in fact, uh, it is ultimately only within belief in exists and is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good, and all-loving. It is only within a belief in Jesus Christ, his Son, and in his church that we, in fact, find an answer, a livable answer to the problem, the difficulty of pain and suffering. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, as always, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address, Robin, is... Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. That voice, if you're listening, that you heard, that face that you're seeing, if you're watching, of course, Robin Bruggeman, regular... <laughs> we, we look, we look right, right here, right, right, that's where we... can never um, remember. <laughs> um, Robin, uh, one of my regular, my regular R's. Mm-hmm. Renee and Robin. Robin yep. Renee. Uh, you know, the order is not important, is it, Robin? No, it's not. It's not. It's not important at all. Robin, real quickly, who are you? Robin, wife to Spike, mom to seven, uh, Catholic convert, and yeah, you're regular, like side co-host with Renee. Side co-host. With, <laughs> side co-host with Renee. Or something. It's something like that. Something like that. So, Robin, last week we started um, tackling. This this is the this is the this is the the finale. This is the well, is the two part. Yeah, I think it's going to be okay. the finale. Um, the the, the second in what ended up becoming a two part mini series. We're doing a mini series. We're filming a mini series. So fancy. <laughs> uh, on the problem of 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 pain and suffering, mm. um, yeah. as I tease. So if folks um, didn't listen to last week's episode five sixty seven, uh, they might want to go back and and go uh, back. Yeah, listen. Get watch. caught up. Get caught up. You know, YouTube and most podcast apps, you can speed up. This is true. Um, I forget. The, the playback speed, yeah. which is really interesting with some, uh, you know, there's some people, personalities out there who already talk really fast. Yeah. Are you thinking of Father Mike? Uh, yeah, Father Mike Schmitz. <laughs> He's hard. It's, it's, it's the central Minnesotans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we talk quickly. We got a lot to say. Father Mike and I, uh, we didn't know yes, each other. You're like kind up, of neighborish. We're, na- we're neighborish. 15, yeah. 15, 20 minutes apart. Oh my gosh, that's super neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got a lot to say. We do. So let's kick. Let's All right. Talking. So. You were going to talk about the catechism. So last week, or yeah, last episode, you said you were going to talk to us and share some of the catechism and the church's view on suffering. Specifically around divine providence. Divine providence. Right, there we right. go. Okay. So yeah. So uh, real quick recap from last week. Um, divine providence is the teaching that God not only exists and is creating everything, um, but that He uh, there the, the implication being that He allows mm-hmm. to happen everything that happens, not randomly, but as part of a plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I do want to, as I mentioned. 
there are it's a, actually it's six pages, and we're not going to get through all of it by any means um, in the catechism. So I just want to touch on a few of these. So the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, it's a it's a it's a, a resource, it's a book which is authoritative official teachings of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy a bound copy, but you can also find it online. Mm-hmm. So uh, and and, and um, the teachings in the catechism are referenced by the paragraph number. There are multiple paragraphs on a page, as you might imagine. So not by page number. So right. I mentioned that just as, in case folks are wanting to look up, I'm going to refer to the paragraph numbers. So it's not by the page, mm-hmm. it's by the paragraph. So um, the section uh, that I want to focus on is in th- paragraphs 302 and following, which has ha- which have as their heading, God carries out his plan, divine providence. God carries out his plan, divine providence. Again, this is paragraphs 302 and following. It's just about, it is about four pages. Um, So 302 begins this way. Creation has its own goodness and proper perfection, but it did not spring forth complete from the hands of the creator. The universe was created in a state of journeying toward an ultimate perfection yet to be attained, to which God has destined it. We call divine providence the dispositions by which God guides his creation toward this perfection. So I'm going to go back through that um, again. Creation has its own goodness and proper perfection, but it did not spring forth complete from the hands of the creator. So we see this, um, you think about like the, the Big Bang. We see this at mm-hmm. a very like, sort of physical level, if you will, and the reality of the Big Bang. I mean, the universe at the, from its beginning, just the explosion of light and matter and energy, mm-hmm. it wasn't done, right? I mean, it was just the beginning. It wasn't complete. Right. Um, that's true of the universe uh, at sort of that macro level, but it's a it's also true throughout history. Even though mm-hmm. we're a lot closer to completion now than we were 13 billion years ago, um, we're still not complete. It did not spring forth complete from the hands of the creator. The catechism goes on. The church goes on. The universe was created in a state of journeying toward an ultimate perfection yet to be attained to which God has destined it. So there I want to start at the end. God has destined the universe for an ultimate perfection. Mm-hmm. His plan is the perfection of his creation. His plan is the perfection of his creation. But we're not there yet. I mean, as, as, as good as... Not yet. Not yet. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah. Not yet. Exactly. <laughs> Are we there yet? So Sorry. as... <laughs> As as good of a person as you might be, Robin, you're not yet perfected. I'm not there yet. You and <laughs> you're, are you there yet? I'm not, not there yet. yet. Um, so that's true for the universe at the macro level. That's yeah. for true for individual level, and then every level in between. Right? Mm-hmm. We call divine providence. The church again goes on in 302. The dispositions by which God guides His creation towards this perfection, uh, and then we have. Um, teaching from the first Vatican Council, which says this, by his providence, God protects and governs all things which he has made. So we could go on and read the rest, but I want to stop and let that sink in. The God protects and governs? God protect by his providence, by his providential care, by his providential plan. God protects and governs 
all things with cheese. So even though we don't see, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm putting the proposal the church is making out here right now, even though like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see how the dots connect here. Bergwald, Dr. Bergwald, Chris, jerk on the radio, whatever you want to call me. Oh my me. gosh. <laughs> God, You're such a goof. The, 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 hype, the, the proposal is that in fact, in everything, God is not just governing. So he's governing, but he's not just governing. governing. He's also protecting us. Now we, what? what the what, loving parent. What? What? Right. It's the parent, the loving parent thing. But again, really, but look, look what my daughter is undergoing. Yeah. And you're, is, if this is what protection looks like, Lord, yeah. what is no protection look yeah, like? Yikes. Right. But again, this is, the church is not saying he doesn't care. He does care. He is governing. He's protecting. Okay, I don't get it, and and I get. I'm sympathetic. I understand what people. But I'm just. What I'm. What I want to emphasize here is that the church is saying that he is even in the midst of suffering, Mm -hmm. protecting and governing all things he has made, which is everything. Mm -hmm. By his providence, God protects and governs all things which he has made reaching mightily from one end of the earth to the other and ordering all things well. He orders, governs, directs all things well. Again, we can look at what happens in our lives or the lives of loved ones or people who we don't know about, but we hear about them in the news or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we, okay, if this is ordering all things well, what the heck would ordering all things not well look like? But again, that's the the church is is fully aware of the depth of of suffering that people endure and is still proposing he is even in this ordering all things well for all are open and laid bare to his eyes so he's all knowing he sees everything all are laid open and are all are open excuse me and laid bare to his eyes even those things which are yet to come into existence through the free action of creatures. So the things that are even existing now, he sees it all. Mm-hmm. And he, he is ordering all things. He's in the big picture. So 303, I definitely want to read, then we're going to skip ahead a little bit. The witness of scripture is unanimous that the solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. This, so the solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. And a lot of listeners are like, okay, what? what? What does that mean? Well, the catechism helpfully restates in different words. God cares for all. So solicitude, his care, his concern. God cares for all, from the least things to the great events of the world and its history. So the solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. Not just big picture, but in the finest detail, everything that happens to me, to you, to Elise, to everyone, God's providential care, his concern, his care for all things is being manifested in the concrete and immediate of my life and yours and everyone. From the most mundane annoyances, mm-hmm. um, the battery's dead in my car. What the heck? God's in that. Yeah. To great and profound suffering as we either ourselves or 
we know of others who've experienced. He cares for all and he's present. His plan for good, for, for perfection is being worked out even in those most concrete and immediate circumstances. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking right now, Robin Bregman? <laughs> I'm just thinking um, if you if a person doesn't know that and if you aren't in a relationship with the Lord, um, that that would just be really hard. Yep. That when you are, if you live your life in a relationship um, with our Heavenly Father, that makes sense. All of that makes sense. And then I think you can trust that. And I'm just thinking, I want everybody to experience what it's like to live in relationship with him. Because it makes things um, a little bit easier. It doesn't take the pain and suffering away or, like you said, what the, the annoying things in life. But if we unite ourselves to him through the annoyances and sufferings and bumps, then it's just better. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's beautiful. So <laughs> I, I want to just refer, because just because of time, Kind of move on from the catechism. I'm going to refer just uh, in passing to a couple other things, but then I, I want to address this question. So, so what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. how do we, what? I want to just kind of finalize, put the 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 bow on this part of the conversation. But why does he allow it? Mm-hmm. And then transition to okay. So what? Do what I do I do with it? What do I do with it? Right. How do I go? Um, so we'll do that in just a minute. But if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with Robin Brugman about the problem of evil, of pain and suffering in particular, um, how we make sense of it in light of our belief in God existing, being all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good, and all-loving. Uh, and then, as I was just saying, okay, what do we what do we do with it? So, going back to the la- the, the first episode, last week's episode, uh, the way I think about this that makes sense to me is the, the reality that God is my loving Father and our loving Father, and that parents will oftentimes allow their children to experience difficulties, even suffering, for some reason that they that we in the moment as children don't mm-hmm. quite understand. Um, so, so I, I want to kind of transition th- towards what do we do about this. But along the way, something you just said goes back to my opening for this week's episode and last week's episode. The Christian proposal is going to be that we so. We don't always understand uh, in the moment why God allows suffering. We will. Mm-hmm. One, one day, we will. Mm-hmm. Secondly, though, that we're able to do something with the okay. suffering yeah. to, make it, uh, to, to make it a little bit easier. To make it worth and, and we're gonna. But the thing I want to point out before we get into that is, going back to the opening, as opposed to the meaninglessness of suffering. Don't waste the suffering. So the Christian proposal is I can can actually um, do something with the suffering Mm -hmm. in the context. I can make sense kind of Mm -hmm. of it. I can do something with it even when I don't make sense of it. I can give it purpose. Um, I can recognize the meaning. But if I don't have faith, going back to what you've said a couple of times now, if I don't have faith, there's nothing that I can do about it. 
it just sucks. It's horrible and it's awful. And therefore, it's unbearable. But the human being has an amazing capacity when we understand um, or we're able to find some purpose in hard stuff, we can endure really difficult things. So I don't know if it was last week episode joking about, you know, Elise uh, announcing if, when God, uh, if and when God blesses her and her husband with children, announcing her pregnancy. So uh, childbearing, uh, I've been there um, from an observer's perspective. Yeah, I was going to say happy. Um, not personally, yeah. Uh, it is, is painful. Mm-hmm. But mothers endure profound pain. Um, I can't just put me out of my misery. No, because you know there's a beautiful purpose yeah. which is coming from that mm-hmm. pain. When, when I, think of, I think of like world-class athletes who just put themselves through metaphorical hell yeah. for some greater purpose. Yeah, those are good examples. If I can either find or give purpose to suffering, I can endure it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we can see we can see pretty clearly what the Lord's purpose is. So we can we can we can recognize the purpose, the meaning that He has in mind for my suffering or the suffering of a loved one. And and when we when when, when we're able to recognize that, it doesn't make it easier. Does it does make yeah. it easier? Okay, I see the rational here, but there's a lot of suffering. We're like, okay, I don't get it. Well, why? I don't. I don't understand. However, even though I don't understand it, I'm able to do something with it, and that something with it is a phrase which maybe our our, our parents or grandparents was really popular um, several decades ago, kind of faded, but now it's returning, and that phrase is Elise. You were, thank you. Offer thank it up. I can't, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to uh, spring that, but you had used it earlier to offer it up. Yeah. I can offer my sufferings up to God. Um, I can unite my sufferings to Jesus' sufferings on the cross, and in so doing, they can find, and I can find in them, meaning and value and purpose. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the, again, the proposal here is God has some reason why he's permitting it, even if I don't understand it right now, mm-hmm. I can still give purpose to my suffering mm-hmm. by joining it to Jesus. St. Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verse 24, has this really profound statement that I, in my sufferings, I, my body, I, in my sufferings, I make up for what is lacking in the sufferings of Jesus. How did Jesus, how did he lack? What's missing in Jesus' sufferings? Do you know what the right answer to that question is, Robin? So when you think about Jesus, we watch movies like The Passion of the Christ mm-hmm. or vivid portrayals. Like what is missing. missing in that? What's missing is my suffering. How interesting. I need to give him my suffering to complete, for him to complete wow. his suffering. He needs me. He doesn't just offer me this, but he needs, there's a lack in his suffering. The lack in his suffering yeah. is me giving him mine. Mm-hmm. And when I, and his suffering, so when I give him my suffering, it becomes his. And his mm-hmm. suffering is for the sake of the world. His suffering is for the salvation of everything and everyone, or at least the possibility mm-hmm. of salvation for everyone. So we, we talked about this um, 
last, I think last week, maybe earlier today, but I think it was last week. We're called to carry a cross. Jesus tells us we have to to take up your cross daily and follow me. He did not promise that our life as his disciples, as sons and daughters of the Father in him, will be sunshine and roses Mm -hmm. till death do us part. And if life was easy, would we need him? Right. We would forget about him. Right. I mean, maybe. I mean, mean, many of us try to, you know, live gratitude. We wouldn't forget about him. But I think there are a lot of people that would forget about him. Yep. Because we need him. Exactly. That's that's the point, isn't it? Exactly. That's the point of getting to heaven. We need to be. We need him. We need him. Yep. So I am able, again, I am able to give purpose, to give meaning. Even if I can't recognize Mm -hmm. God's ultimate Mm -hmm. purpose and meaning, I here and now can kind of give it another purpose or another meaning addition to his by joining it to Jesus's. Mm -hmm. So, So making that 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 sort of interior mental act of quote unquote offering it up mm-hmm. to Jesus, giving him my suffering. Um, so I'm enduring this just as a mom bears, goes through the pain of childbirth for the sake of bearing her child for life. For life. Um, so I can endure my suffering for potentially eternal life yeah. for somebody by giving it to Jesus. It's suffering for life. Both yep. ways. It's all suffering, suffering for, life. for life. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, um, can you give examples of what that would look like to somebody who's um, maybe listening or watching and they're like, well, what do you mean by that? How do I offer it up? How yeah. do I turn my pain and suffering into something good? How can I suffer well? What are examples of that? Like if I'm in the midst of my suffering, yep. um, pain, yep. hardships, so painful, can you give your listeners examples Yep. What would that look like yep. as far as like maybe pulling in even someone else um, and offering up for their intentions, right. things like right. that? Yeah. Could go into that? So this is where it's really important. There's a key, there's a Latin phrase that you have to say, otherwise it doesn't count. If you get it wrong. It <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> People do it. So well, how do I do that? Everyone just stopped in their tracks. What? what? Oh, oh no! Oh, I'm crazy not good Catholics at Latin. again. Oh sure. No 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 no. Um, Very funny. My funny. thank you thank you. Uh, so the first <laughs> the first place that I look is the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, let this pass. cup pass from me, but not my will, but Thy will yeah. be done. So I think the first thing we can do, Lord. If you could take, if if it's part of it's your divine your providence, will. it'd be nice it's if you could take this away. suffering away from me yeah. or my loved one. Yeah. But if it's not your will, because I because thy not my will, but thy mm-hmm. will be done. If it is, if it is in fact your mm-hmm. will that I undergo or continue to undergo this suffering, or for this loved one to undergo or continue to undergo the suffering, um, then I, so what do I what do I do? I think it is just a. Th- there's not a magic phrase here. It's just a, it's 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 um, giving it to Jesus. Like, Lord, take this from me. But if 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 you don't if you can't ta- if you don't want to take it from me, if it's if you want me to endure this, I give it to you. I give it to you for whatever purpose, or I give it to you for the sake of insert person here. Uh, insert circumstance here. So f- you might have something that someone or something who's really been on your heart um, 
you can offer your suffering up for their intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you're the one enduring the suffering and you've got a cousin uh, who maybe um, is far away from God. Mm-hmm. Lord, if it's your will, take this suffering from me. But if it's not your will, I'm offering this to you. I'm offering this suffering um, for the sake of my cousin that mm-hmm. he, she might become more aware of your love for her, That's for him. Um, again, there's not a magic phrase. That's mm-hmm. just the idea of, um, and you have to say it out loud. Yeah. We can just, yeah. it, and, and, it's, it's, it's sharing, just having that open communication exactly. with yes. the Lord. Yep, yep. On what it, like you said, what's on your heart or something that's been brought to your attention of someone else that is going through something hard. Exactly, yep. Um, but that, and I think it's important for people to know that that sort of, um, offering up with suffering is pain is um, painful. It has lots of perfect purpose mm-hmm. and is very powerful. Right. Amen. Very powerful. And even though you might not see the fruit of that offering of your suffering, you might not see it, but it's sure. real. Yeah. 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 It's it real and it's after. True. Like it could come way down the road. And exactly. So yeah, it's so not wasted. Yep. Um, yep. And I think that's just good for people to know. There so, is purpose in that and. Yeah, just don't waste it. Don't use waste it, it well. Use your suffering well. Exactly. Yep. As hard as that is. I as mean, hard, yeah, we're, yeah, right, we're, we're definitely we're not, not thinking, oh my gosh, like diminishing. any less, yeah, of someone's suffering because it is a real thing. Yep. It's very real. So I just want to, we got a couple minutes left, so I want to kind of recap. So first of all, I think it's helpful to think of God as who and what he is, a father. Um, decide, kind of the intel, from the intellectual side, just as parents sometimes allow suffering um, to befall their children for some greater purpose that their, suffering, their children don't recognize, so too does God allow us for the sake of our perfection, for the sake of our maturation, uh, he allows us some suffering even though we don't always see it. But secondly, um, even when we don't always see it, we're able to do something with our suffering. We can give it purpose. We can give it meaning. As opposed to, what's, what's the other alternative? Just bearing it, mm. which... It's really hard. Yeah. So the Christian proposal is trust that God's got a plan, even though you don't Mm -hmm. see what it is. Know that. Like he's allowing you to endure the suffering for some reason, which one day you will know. If not today, one day you will know. But even apart from that, you can, by giving it to Jesus, accomplish some good in in enduring your suffering. Some good, even if you don't see it until the end of time, you're, by, by uniting your suffering to Jesus's, you can accomplish some good. Whether you just want to do that, all right, Jesus, I'm just, you, you do with the suffering what you will. Mm-hmm. Or you can sort of offer it to him, join it to his for mm-hmm. someone in particular or some specific circumstance in particular. Mm-hmm. Robin, we have half a minute left. Any, any final thoughts that you have? I think just to, the reminder that God loves you. He, he loves you in your suffering. Yeah, in your suffering, he is. He, even though it's there, hard to see, he's, he's there. He's he with you. He loves you. He loves yeah. you. Amen. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Robin, for this two-part. A really heavy, but hopefully there's something helpful in that. And folks that were up this episode, if if it <laughs> if it wasn't helpful and you have questions, or if it was helpful, you still have questions. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, may God bless you.